um yo what's going on guys welcome back to the set screen podcast and with emmett and micah we're missing walker today but how are you guys doing doing pretty good you know just chilling saturday morning no more school yeah that's good right yeah summer started yesterday so good day oh yeah and playoffs start today in about uh what four hours five hours so um we're gonna get right into it so today is our playoff preview for the 2021 nba postseason uh we're gonna get started with our first round predictions for every series um so i want you to give me your winner and how many games it will take for them to win so we are going to start you guys want to start in the east or west uh, let's start in the east oh, oh I, I mean, we'll yeah go, we can do that we'll we can do east. that east all right we're, <laughs> you guys are you guys are too nice we're going east <laughs> Um, so let's start with the one eight matchup. So the one eight matchup is of course the 76ers versus the wizards. Um, what do you think, Emmett? How, how many games is it going to take, um, Philly to win? Or even if you don't have Philly winning, who's going to win? How long? Four games. Four games. Yeah. Joan beats too dominant. Yeah. Philly for sure. I mean, he was really, he was going to guard him. Is he, is he being guarded by, uh, Alex Len? So yeah, <laughs> I get that. I think it would be five. I think it could be four to five. I do think there's one, it can be one game at home for Washington where Bradley Beal goes off for like 35. Russell Westbrook goes off for like 35 and they miraculously win maybe even in overtime. But um, I do think it'll be that one, one game, but really Joel Embiid is just way too dominant for them. Uh, who's going to guard him uh, as long as he's aggressive, he'll be fine. So yeah, Philly and five, Philly four. What about you, Micah? Uh, for me, I think it's going to go five. I'd, uh, I think the way that Westbrook and Beal, like in Hachimura, I think if they go crazy on scoring, um, I I really think that they can just surprise the Phillies, like maybe one game, but yeah, it's definitely Sixers winning this one. I don't see an upset here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also, uh, cause Washington struggles so much on defense and you got, some crazy weapons like Ben Simmons, of course. I know people don't think of him as an offensive player, but he still is a 15-10 type of guy. So um, mm-hmm. we're going to move on to the next series, which is Nets versus Celtics. Um, what do you think about this one, Micah? Nets versus Celtics. Nets versus Celtics. I think maybe with Jalen Brown, I would have said this could have been like a six or even seven possibly game series but they don't have Jalen Brown and he's like a really core part of their group I mean you see they're still winning they still got the seventh seed um and you saw how Jason Tatum is basically just has to carry um but it's it's really a question of how many games can Jason Tatum drop like 50 points I think that's I think that's the question you have here and with the Nets defense I don't think that Jason Tatum going crazy at least like three to four games is uh, impossible, you know? So I see this going as a six-game series, Nets over Boston, 4-2. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I definitely think with Jalen Brown, this could extend to a six or maybe even seven-game series because you have those matchups. You could put Jalen Brown on uh, James Harden, put Jason Tatum on Kevin Durant, just kind of get your star guys up there and put Marcus Smart on Kyrie Irving. But um, obviously Kyrie Irving is going to go crazy in the series because he's gonna, probably going to be guarded by Kemba Walker, and Kemba Walker he says he's six feet. He's not six feet. He he's looks like, five, like he, five, he's like five, five foot ten. He's like yeah. five foot ten, maybe. Um, 
uh, more just mean mean to Kemba Walker. I'm sorry, Kemba, but I like I'm sorry, but um, yeah, he cannot play defense, especially against Kyrie Irving, who's had a great year, averaging about twenty, almost twenty nine a game. So uh, I got Nets in about five. I definitely think there'll be one game where Jason Tatum can score enough for them to win, but overall, the Nets offense is just it's too well run, too too much scoring, too much pat, too much passing. I mean, this mm-hmm. will overwhelm the Celtics defense. Emmett, who do you have? <clears throat> so, you know, I really do think this series is going to be close. I really don't think the Nets are going to go far in the playoffs. And I know they have a super team, but they've looked so dysfunctional all year. And um, I think um, some of the dysfunctions are going to be shown in the playoffs. I really, seriously, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics could surprise them in like game seven and win. So I'll say the Nets win, but. I don't think it'll be by a big margin. I think they might go to like a game seven. I would probably say it's a six game series or so, but um, I think it could easily be the Celtics, but I'll go Nets because the, the teams like just the Nets have just so many superstars on their team. And I don't think, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't really see, it would be hard for the Celtics to beat them, but um, we'll see. I'd like to add, Go ahead, go ahead. On the Nets team, um, the way that I saw it, the way that I look at their team, it's like if you get the five best scorers and just put them all together on one team, you're going to need an insane amount of coaching to really get that functional, you know what I mean? Because it's it's like you're going to have it's, – it's a lot of decision-making. You know, you might have Harden taking up the court. You might have Kyrie, you might have KD, right? And the decision that they make to either score or pass or just make those decisions, that's going to be like the main factor, in my opinion. I think they're going to have to really rely on coaching from uh, Steve Nash and other assistants. Otherwise, right now, as as Emmett said, it's just like it's just like a cluster. You know what I mean? Like there, there's almost no too much. Real, yeah, it's almost dysfunctional. Um, I definitely think you guys make some valid points with that. I do think they have one defensive guy that will probably change their postseason if he's playing well. His name's Nicholas Claxton. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a center, underrated. number 33. He is one of the most underrated players in the league. I mean, he does everything they need that they need. He sets screens. He rolls to the basket. He plays good defense. So I definitely think if they're going to win, I think he'll be a big part of it. I'm not, not even just talking about the Celtics series. I'm talking about Fargo in the postseason. But, yeah, um, I think we all can agree unanimously that the Nets will win by their, either five to six. Uh, so now we're going to move on to the three versus six matchup, which is a lot closer than the record should say. Oh, should, yeah. Um, so it's Bucks versus Heat. It's a rematch from 20, 2020. Um, so obviously the Heat got the better of them last last year in five games, but uh, the Bucks added Drew Holiday over the postseason over the off season, and uh, now they're. I think even though their record might be a little bit worse, I definitely think they've been working better, especially in the latter part of the year. I definitely think they match up better against the Heat this time around because you really don't want. Um, yeah, I'm Giannis is a great defender, but he doesn't really match up with Jimmy Butler as well as he would with someone like Bam. So I think you put Giannis on Bam. And now you have Drew Holiday, who is by the account of many NBA players as the great, the greatest perimeter defender in the league. So put him on Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. That'll be a great battle. Um, I think this could series will probably go seven. Uh, I'm going to go Bucks and seven. 
Nah, that's what I'll say. Bucks and seven. Drew Holiday is going to be the key. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was uh, going to say, too. I was like, one name, that's Drew Holiday right there. I think if you compare this team from last year's team, not much has changed, right? I mean, or besides a one, few players, not much has player, changed. Yeah. Drew Holiday not- and, uh, of course, P.J. Tucker is uh, always a good ad. I mean, good defender. Um, especially, I think you could put him at power forward and have him uh, be a really good defender against uh, who? Like Olenek, right? Olenek's yeah, uh, Olenek's right? on the Rockets. Uh, on oh, the Rockets. oh, yeah. They got traded. Yeah, yeah. But whoever's uh, Miami's for, if, if I don't know him, then he's probably not too good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I think that Hero and Robinson, I don't know, last year was really crazy with their shooting. But, I mean, you see Hero this season. Of course, we have to wait till we see playoff Hero. But um, Robinson's been quiet. Uh, I, I just really think that the Miami is just not the team they were last year. Um, something about... So just something going on maybe inside the team that we don't know about, but it seems just like a lot of the players aren't performing like they were. And you have people like K-Mid and Drew Holiday and, of course, Giannis on the Bucks. I just don't see the heat pulling away. I got Bucks in six, four, two. Uh, I definitely get that. Um, and obviously, Victor losing Victor Aldipo to injury. I'm sorry to Victor Aldipo. I'm going to say this, but... He is turning into a very injury-prone type of player. Yep. Uh, he's missed a lot of time over the last three or four years. So, no, obviously, we don't want that to happen. But, I mean, the Heat gave up. I know that he didn't give up that much for him. But, obviously, Kelly Lewinick was a was a, a decent part of that run last year. They also sure. gave up, um, I believe, it was A.B. Bradley, who's another perimeter defender. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that's kind of an L. But, um, uh, yeah, Bucks and seven. So, what do you think, Emmett? So I have a question. I don't know if uh, you know this off the top of your head. How many? Uh, how close was the series last year? It was five games. Heat. Ooh, yeah. You know, I still have confidence in the Heat. I think their team looks really good. I think Bam is going to have a great series. I'll say uh, Heat and six. That's fair. I get this is so yeah. close. I could see it going yeah. either way. I could sure. see, I could see the Heat winning in five. I could see the Bucks winning in seven. I could see the Bucks winning in six. I think this is easily the closest series that we covered so far. I'll add one more thing. I would love to see Bam Adebayo on Giannis. I think that's what they'll do because uh, Bam Adebayo has turned into last year he was a great defender, but now he's turned into a defensive player of the year candidate. And obviously Giannis Antetokounmpo draws a lot of attention, especially in the playoffs. And uh, maybe you don't need to build that wall. Maybe you can just put Bam on him and try to not neutralize him, but definitely contain him. So um, now we're going to move on to uh, Micah's most anticipated series. It's the Knicks and the Hawks. Uh, So the Knicks are the four seed, Hawks five seed, uh, game one is tomorrow. Obviously, Trey Young, both these teams didn't make the playoffs these last couple of years. Obviously, the Knicks for a little bit longer, but um, <laughs> both had some breakout years. I actually think we all expected the Hawks to make the playoffs, especially with all the additions they made in the offseason. Sure. But the Knicks were really just me and Micah covered a last episode. They were the easily the most surprising team in the association. I mean, they were expected to go maybe 13 seed again, 12 seed. But obviously, Julius Randle exploded, and he brought them all the way to the playoffs with the help of Tibbs, some other guys like Emmanuel Quickly, Nerlens Noel, who was Micah's defensive player of the year. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, which I don't blame you. He's re- very good on defense. He's very good, but I don't know about Depoy. Um, 
But yeah, I definitely think this is going to be a close series along just like the Heat and the Bucks. What do you guys think about this series? Seven games, Atlanta wins in Madison Square Garden. In Madison I, Square, okay. In Madison Square. Um, for me, I love – this is actually a really hard decision for me because Knicks have always been one of my favorite teams ever since, like, NBA Jam. I used to play with uh, John Starks and Patrick Ewing. And then when Jeremy Lin happened, Lin Sanity, I love oh, yeah. the Knicks. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I'm, I just have to say, my Hawks, I just think they're – the offensive power that they have, of course, the Knicks are. I'm pretty sure they're they're one of the better defensive teams. The number right? one defensive team in the league. Number number one defensive team. With I just Noel and Noel and Julius Randle. Julius Randle, he's all back up there. They're blocking all the shots. Yep. Yeah. And even though I, I think both teams have very little playoff experience, but I do think the Hawks have a little bit more, considering the some of the players that they have on their team. Uh, you may not consider them veterans, but they have been in the league longer than people Capella. like you. Yeah, yeah. Capella's Capella. been to three, two conference finals. Uh, yeah. Gallinari's been in a lot of playoff scenarios. Um, what's his name? Solomon. Um, Solomon Hill. He yeah, just, he's been to. Yeah, he was of- just in the. He was just in the finals uh, last year. Yeah. So um, I just think they have a lot more experience than the the Knicks do, um, but I think it's just gonna come down to a coaching game. To be honest, both of the offenses have been running extremely well, and especially when they're all healthy. And I, I believe both teams are all healthy, I want to say. Uh, uh, the Hawks are definitely a little more injured. They have a lot of day-to-day guys, but it looks like they'll all play. Right. Cam Reddish is out, uh, and Brandon Goodwin is definitely out. And then well, – but Miles – but that – but um, – um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Robinson. For the um, for the Knicks, number twenty-three, Mitchell, Mitchell, oh, Mitchell Robinson. Robinson. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. want to say Miles for some reason. Miles, uh, Mitchell Robinson has been out for a while now, and he's not returning. So that's okay. It's a big part of the Knicks defense. But um, uh, I'm gonna uh, counter what um, Micah said. I think the Knicks defense is too good. I think Julius Randle has been really stepping up. His three-point shots there. Emmanuel quickly is gonna show up. Um, I'm gonna go Knicks and six. Okay, I, I also wanted to add Capella and John Collins are going to be the reason that the Hawks win. I I, I just think that's – like you guys battle. can look at it, but the the big men, they're, they're the reason that the Hawks are going to win the series. Hey, but we were talking about playoff experience. <clears throat> Derek Rose. Derek Rose has been to a lot of playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think he's going to be an underrated factor on the Knicks. So for be sure. on the lookout for D. Rose. Always. All right. What do you think, Emmett? So I'm going almost exactly with Charlie. There's no way the Hawks are going to get anything going on uh, Julius Randle. Uh, the number one defense, and uh, the Hawks have a really bad defense. Um, I think <laughs> Emmanuel quickly, I think uh, he, if he can get the ball moving with D. Rose, I think uh, the Knicks offense will be unstoppable against Atlanta. And, um, I mean, Trey Young, John Collins, they're, they're really good. They're superstars. I would consider John Collins a superstar now. Mm, um, yeah. But I don't, think, I don't think the Atlanta Hawks um, can stop the Knicks. I don't think they can stop uh, Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle's uh, a superstar better than uh, 
I like John Collins. I think he's a superstar. I think he's I think he's a star. I think there's seven, maybe seven to eight superstars in the whole league. Well, okay. I maybe I can say really more people superstars no, no, no. than you. No, 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 no. It just depends on the on the way you oh, use yeah. the name. Yeah. So like my criteria is like you can lead a team to the playoffs and you are you are battle tested. You are like one of the top players in the league, but superstar, you use it more lightly, which is fine. I'm just I'll revamp that like, thing back to a star because like, that, wait, you are you are that is true. You need if you're a superstar, you gotta lead your team playoffs. Anyways, so I think the Knicks are gonna win. I think it's gonna be a little closer though. I think it's gonna be game seven. Um, okay, okay. But I think I don't know how far the Knicks will go in the playoffs. Um I mean, I hope they go pretty far. They're a pretty cool team to watch. Oh, yeah. But uh, I bet they'll uh, surpass Atlanta. But whoever wins, I mean, they're both exciting teams to watch this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh, really happy either way. Of course, I want my Hawks to win. But Knicks have always been, like I said, one of my go-to teams. And to see them in the playoffs as a fourth seed, I mean, that's just really cool. So, either way, I'm pretty happy with the outcome of the series. And I'm looking forward to see how it goes. Yeah, so that's the East. Uh, we have um, uh, we have the 76ers, we have the Nets, we have the, I think it was two, two of us had the Knicks, and then uh, what was the other series? And then the two of us had the, yeah, two of us had the Bucks. So now we're going to move on to the West, the Western Conference. So the one versus eight is now the Grizzlies and the Jazz, which me and Mike were talking about, is a marketing nightmare. Viewership got to be like 10 people. Yeah, it's, and it's all going to be Utah fans. Um, so I don't know. I think I think this series is going to be quite, pretty quick. I'm thinking Jazz and four, to be honest, maybe five, maybe a gentleman sweep if John Murray can get it going at home. But I really don't think this is going to happen. The Jazz defense is super duper good. Their three point shooting has been on point the whole year, and if it bows out now, then I mean that would be just pretty disappointing for a Jazz fan. Um, yeah. So I definitely think Donovan Mitchell, I definitely think their three-point shooting will be scaled back in the play in the postseason because the other teams will be playing more tight defense and it'll really rely on Donovan Mitchell even more like they did last postseason where he put up 57 points in one game. I don't think he's going to do that again, but I definitely think he will be a key part, obviously, of the, if they want to win more, uh, they want to win farther in the postseason. So, um, yeah, uh, Jazz in four, Jazz in five for me. I'm calling a jazz sweep right here. Uh, too many matchup nightmares for the Grizzlies. I mean, you see Valance units, but then you have Rudy Gobert. So, I mean, Gobert. Gobert. <laughs> and then you have Gobert. John Morant and uh, Mike Conley. You can put Mike Conley on him. I think uh, that would be a good matchup. And as soon you just see the way that the jazz defense works. As soon as John Morant comes in the paint, bro, Rudy Gobert is like that floater that he was doing all over the Warriors. Warriors don't blocked. have... Yeah, it, it's just getting blocked, and I love John Morant, but uh, they need more. They need more players who can step up. And clearly, I think we saw last night, it was just John Morant. Valanciunas sold a little bit too. Um, he he seems like he can't make a tip in for his life. Um, but yeah, Jazz defense too good. Jazz shooting too good. Rudy Gobert, he's going to be the reason that they win the series. Defense. What do you think, Emmett? All right. So, um, as much as I love Memphis because they have Jaron Jackson on the team, I actually think Memphis has gotten a lot better. Um, if you guys are returning back from injuries like Jaron Jackson, one of their stars. for so long. 
yeah, oh, yeah. he was out. They said he was coming back. They were, he was coming back in January, and then he said they were coming back in February, and then March, and then April, and then, then after sounds like my it, it sounds like my album. It does sound like that <laughs> album, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I heard yeah, it was coming out in March, like four months ago, and that was cap. So undetermined. He, seriously, like in February, they were like, uh, Jaron could get his next start um, tomorrow, and it, it just it's been like that the whole year. So it's nice to see him back. He's one of my favorite players. He's an MSU alumni. And um, of course. I think he um, he's for sure, I think, the second best player on this Memphis team. Um, Jonas is good, though. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I don't think uh, – I don't know if Memphis will get shut out. I'll say five or six. I think it'll be five or six because I think they'll put up a fight at home, but there's absolutely no way um, the Jazz lose this series. There's no way, yeah. Uh, so now we're going to move on to, I think it's definitely going to be maybe the greatest first-round matchup of all time um, because it's the defending champion Suns. Not, not, no, no, not Suns. The defending champion Lakers versus the Suns. Sorry, <laughs> the Suns did not win the championship last year. I wish, but they didn't. Um, so Suns, obviously the two seed, had a great year. Chris Paul brought him up there, Monty Williams. Um, and then the Lakers had a, the exact opposite. Uh, they had a lot of injuries um obviously Micah knows and uh now they fell down to the seventh scene after winning the play-in against Stephen Curry's Warriors about what four days ago three days ago um so I think this series is going to be extremely tight um obviously I'm going to be rooting for the Suns because of Chris Paul um so I'm thinking I mean I, it's every moment in my brain I move back from Lakers and six to Suns and seven it's just it's a toss-up. Uh, I'm going to go Suns and seven, though. I'm, I'm too Ooh. confident. I'm confident. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the Valley boys are going to win in seven, yeah. in seven games. Lakers as really much, look shaky against the as Warriors. As much as I love my Lakers, bro, they – like, I don't want to be that hater, but, bro, they're not winning this series, in my opinion. I think if they take it to a game seven, that's going to be surprising. Uh I, I see Suns and six. I just feel like the Suns are just such a solid team, you know? It seems like they almost have no flaws in it. Of course, you have a few players here and there who are maybe a little bit iffy, but when you have Chris Paul on the team and you have DeAndre Ayton, who's been going off lately, and you have D-Book, bro, that, that in the playoffs, that's just scary, you know? And then I, I know I'm – for getting some players on the Suns. Yeah, but you have awesome. so many role players like Jay Crowder yeah. and Cameron Johnson. Exactly. I mean, and there's some other guys like they uh, took Jalen Smith with the top 10 or the top 10 pick, and he's barely even played this year. Yeah. I feel so, like I, I, I know that D Buck and CP3 are going to probably steal the show, but be on the lookout for some of those role players just coming out, maybe dropping like 20 a game. I feel like you might, you're going to see that a lot. And, the 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 Lakers, Vogel is not. I I don't know. There's so many coaching mistakes that I've seen in all the games that I've watched this season with them. Uh, I think LeBron's gonna really have to drop. Have to be like when he was on the Heat or on the Cavs, dropping like fifty. Yeah, dropping like fifty. Um, but AD is an L. Um, automatically, I. I don't know, man. AD's just not just not it this season. Something about him. Uh I feel like he's lacking that interior presence. 
It feels like he lost his confidence. It's just like watching him on in the plane. It feels like he just wasn't. Every time he went up, it's just like he know he knew it wasn't going in. Yeah, like come on, bro. He had to believe. Yeah, I just I just feel like they have to really rely on their role players too. Uh, not similar to the Suns, kind kind of contrasting. The Suns can live without all their role players working, but the Lakers really need to rely on people like Kuz and. What's that shooter's name? That um, number eight, I think, on the Lakers. Uh, Great. Uh, Jordan. No, Jordan has got cut. Um, it's on KCP. I can look up the roster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think his last name starts with an M. But uh, he's a really good shooter and a good defender as well. Um, and then you have KCP, of course, Caruso. Yeah, I mean, you saw how Caruso played. Caruso and Kuz played in Very the good. Warriors game. Very good, yeah. I, I love that it was so underrated. Of course, I'm a I'm a, like a pretty big Kuz fan, but um, the stretch that the Lakers got to start going on that rally, it was started by Kuz. He got he got a layup, or no, no, he got he got an assist. He was like threw it up from the three point line for um, I think eighty to get the dunk. Then he got the block. Then he made a defensive play. Then he took it back on fast break to score the layup, and that's when it all. That's when LeBron started clicking. That's when the whole team started clicking. So if you have role players like Kuz and Caruso and KCP, and forgive me, but I forgot his name, but um, he might have been Alfonso McKinney, but he was a big part of that Warriors 2019. Uh, yeah, yeah, run. I remember um, that. Yeah, he's, McKinney, he's solid. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, I, I think I think that that was uh, his name, but yeah, I, I just see the Suns taking the lead right here, either Suns and six or seven. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> So um, if we know, we know, this, we, we already know which way this is going. If you'd ask me this question, um, if you'd ask me who would have been in the finals uh, in February, I would have said the Lakers and the Nets, but things have changed over that stretch. Um, I think this is a pretty, you know, I hate to admit it, but LeBron will fight and um, he will force games. So I'll say Suns and six because I know LeBron has the heart to take them deep into games. And um, just like uh, you hear this, everybody, you hear it just like against the Warriors. That was very impressive. Actually. Um, I stayed up past my bedtime to watch that. And um, it it didn't disappoint. I'll say that it was such uh, a good game. I'll say uh, Suns and six. I think it could go Lakers, though. I don't think the Nets and the Lakers are going to go far in the playoffs just because of, I don't know. I just, it feels so weird to watch like LeBron entering as a, what is he, the seventh seed or eighth seed? Yeah, it's seventh seed. It really, seriously, same with, it's so weird. So um, I'll say Suns, but um, it'll be close. Like, really, if if the season went normal and they were not injured, I think they would probably be first seed. First, I second, think. or third, because they. Would oh be yeah, I mean, you saw here. how they started. Anthony off. Davis and LeBron. It's like yeah, you can't so it's get probably, better. Than it would that. probably be a first or second seed. Um, so it's so weird. See, I completely agree. It's so weird seeing him down there. It's 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 so trippy. Uh, so now we're gonna move on. Uh, oh, I would like do... to say one last thing. Go ahead. I sure. think um, this is the only seven to like eight seed that could really make some noise. Like it's so weird. I. There's so many uh, great teams in the playoffs, but like just the Lakers at seven just really is very weird. And I think they could, they could make noise in the seventh seed. It'd be 
really funny to see the seven seed Lakers in like the conference finals. Like oh, that would yeah. just be that's, crazy. That's definitely possible because what um, the next series is that the team they would play would be uh, the Nuggets or the Trailblazers. And obviously both teams really struggle towards the end of the year. I mean, the see, Nuggets that's, not so much, but um, that's doable. Nugget, yeah. It's definitely doable for the Lakers. All they have to do is get by the, get by the Suns, beat whoever wins the Trailblazers Nuggets series. And then you probably have either the Clippers or you have the Jazz. When I would assume it would be probably the Clippers because the yeah. Clippers are better. Um, so, so let's let's get to our next series. We should just series. move on to Nuggets. And, yeah, uh, Nuggets and Nuggets and Trailblazers are three versus six. I definitely <laughs> think this is another very interesting one because losing Jamal Murray was easily the biggest part of the Nuggets season. Um, so I definitely think the Trailblazers have a very good chance of winning the series because they have Damian Lillard in the backcourt, and you know he can do anything. Uh, but I it's so it's so difficult. I'm gonna go Trailblazers at seven. Uh, I definitely think the mile high home court will definitely be a big factor because it's not like other home courts where there just because there's no fans doesn't mean there's not an effect. The altitude always has an effect um, on the opposing team. So, uh, but I still believe in CJ McCollum. I believe in Damian Lillard. I believe in Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, they also have someone talk about how MPJ could break out, but obviously uh, the Trailblazers have someone to combat that. They have Robert Covington, who is a great three point, uh, great three and D guy. So yeah, I'm gonna go Trailblazers in seven. I got Nugs in seven. Uh, to be honest, I would have had a Nugget sweep if Jamal Murray wasn't hurt. I mean, that's just how much faith I have in the Nuggets team, but I. I just feel like Jamal Murray missing would really hurt hurt the Nuggets, but I still have them in seven. You know, I think Jokic's presence is just way too good. One thing he does that I don't think people talk about enough is he makes his teammates better. Um, and I, that's something I really see. Of course, he's going to drop like at least t- about 25 a game, get around like 13 boards. But you, you guys have to pay attention to those 15 assists that he's going to get like almost each game. I think, and if, of course, it could be more if, you know, people actually made their shots, but uh, you, you have veterans on this team and you also have young players like MPJ as well. Um, I don't think their roster has enough depth to really go too far into the playoffs. They have to really rely on their starting five, but the, the, the Trailblazers, I don't know. I feel like everything has to go right for them to beat the Nuggets in this series of course they're going to get a few games here and there and that's just because of their insane scoring ability but um i just don't see enough presence on their team to really defeat Jokic and what he can do i just feel like that's a big stopping point i definitely agree with the part about the nuggets depth is that i remember that used to be a a part of why they would go deep in the playoffs but now now that they've had to sign Nikola Jokic to a big contract now that they've had to sign Jamal Murray to a big contract and they're getting ready to sign MPJ to another big contract their depth that was once a big strength of theirs having guys like Jeremy Grant was a, oh yeah um, was the reason why they're in the playoffs but now I mean it's gonna be it's they're gonna be more reliant on Jamal Murray and more on MPJ and people like that in the future and obviously uh, they got Aaron Gordon, but obviously uh, he takes up a lot of caps, so they're gonna have to make some decisions pretty soon if they don't want. I would also like caps. to say, look out for that bench, though. I know I said they don't have too much depth, but there are some players on that bench that can really 
like as I as I was saying with the Suns, they they can really take off and cause be a difference maker in the game. So I just want to say look out for that. All right. Um just like what Mike was saying before. Um I think uh Trey Young is on the same level with Jamal Murray. Like I think it's I think it's like that. They're both young stars. Oh no, I wouldn't say that. Thank goodness. I thought you were about to say Um, I seriously think Jamal Murray is right around the same level as Trey Young. And I Trey Young gets a lot more news coverage because I mean he plays for a worse team and he gets a lot more uh he doesn't play defense. Right? Um, I think Jamal Murray's playmaking is a one of the biggest negatives um, in um, the Nuggets. This or the Nuggets, like with him gone, I we'll see who steps up. But um, I think Jokic will average a triple double the whole series. I think he'll have a triple double every night. I would say. Wow. I mean, I don't think that's unreasonable. He gets you know, boards and he gets assists. Yeah. I would make I think he'll have one game where he won't get all the all the assists, but I do believe that he'll probably average a triple double. Yeah, there you go. I think he'll be yeah, he he might not score a triple double every night, but I think it'll be pretty darn close. Um Jokic is really gonna have to put the team on his back. I mean, they have a really good bench, but still with, with Jamal Murray's playmaking, um, I think Jokic is gonna have to put even more of the uh, luggage on his back to yep. take them to uh, pass the Blazers. So I'm actually going to give this to the Nuggets in seven. Um, I went a little opposite from Charlie. I think um, Nuggets win game seven. Um, this is going to be such a close series. I think Dame and Jokic are going to be like neck and neck with each other. And I know they're not going to play on each other, but like, but they're, I think but... both of them are going to be just scoring and scoring and, yeah, exactly. Really their cool. their their overall output of of points and assists and overall this statistics. I mean, it's both. It's very similar. I mean, how they can just produce every single night. So, um, it's definitely going to be one of the better series in the playoffs. So now we're going to get down to the Clippers. really fast, Charlie. Really yeah, fast. Sure. I don't. I care. wouldn't be surprised if like like Dame forces Game Seven, like scoring sixty, like. That wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Either that stuff like that. he does, and he, I think, is really gonna have to carry the Blazers. But he's proved he can do that, so I think it'll be really close. He's proved it many, many times, so I think he'll oh, do yeah. it again. Oh yeah. Um. So now we're gonna move on to the four-five matchup, which is the Clippers and the Mavericks. Um. I definitely think this is actually not as close as some other series that are should be like not as close because their uh, their seating is farther apart. I'm saying Clippers in five, maybe six. Um, uh, you have two defensive superstars in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You have other guys like Serge Ibaka and Patrick Beverly who can lock down on defense as well. I definitely think when it matters, I think the Clippers could be the one of the best, if not the best defense in the whole league. And Luka Doncic will be have to will have to do it himself because that's what I feel like. That's what happens every postseason. He in the in the regular season they're all about threes and they have a historic offense and now. I mean, I feel like it feels like last year again, where it's just going to be him in the playoffs trying to trying to do everything he can. He'll probably get a couple triple doubles, but I don't think – I really just don't think he'll be able to do it. Can you uh, go over some changes made to the rosters for each of the teams? I can. Let me find their rosters real quick. Because 
the way that I'm looking at it right now, I think it's just going to be deja vu for the Mavs from last year. So we'll try well, at least finding that. In, oh, Mavs did add JJ Redick, but he's, I heard yesterday that he's going to be out for the whole series. Exactly. Um, Demarcus Cousins was obviously added through free agency to the LA Clippers, but he's going to be he's day to day. Maxi Kleba, who's a very good a pick and roll, good a pick and pop big man for the Mavericks, is day to day. And then obviously in the offseason, Clippers got some guys like uh, Serge Ibaka through trade. They had Rajon Rondo, who's a big defensive piece, and he can play make, which is the, their Achilles heel, which was their Achilles heel last year in the postseason. So, yeah, I think this is all matching up for the Clippers to to move on and play the Jazz. I definitely think they kind of sold a little bit to fall down to four because they wanted to avoid a certain specific L.A. team. But um, yeah, I I think the Clippers will win. Go go against the Jazz in the second round. Yeah, I, probably in five. I'll that say just five. really really cements my Clippers in six. I think it's just going to be, or Clippers in five. Actually, I think it's going to be a repeat of last year. The only reason uh, uh Mavs took it to six was because Doncic hit that crazy game winner. Without that, it's five, right? So Clippers in five. I don't think I have to say much there. All right. Um, I'm going the same direction. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers almost made the finals. I think they're that good. Um, Like, I think they could potentially beat the Jazz. Seriously. Um, I'll say Clippers in six because I know Luka and Porzingis uh, won't make it that easy on them. But I'll say in six, I think Dallas will win one on the road and one at home. So uh, we're going to keep on moving. We've obviously already covered all, uh, what, eight matchups in the first round. Sorry, I was counting in my head. Uh, So now we're going to move on to some questions I have for you guys. Um, The first of which is, which team in the Eastern Conference or in the Western Conference is most likely to take down the Brooklyn Nets? I will go first. I think it will be the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I do think that it's definitely possible because they're the two and three seeds. So they would be slated to match up in the first, in the second round, excuse me, if they both win their first round matchup, um, which will be more difficult for the Bucks than it will be for the Nets. Um, So obviously they match up pretty well against them. They have Drew Holiday who can put on someone like James Harden, or you could put him on Kyrie Irving. Then you have Chris Milton, who's no slouch on defense. You could put him on the other person that you don't guard. I would, I would assume they would put Drew Holiday on Kyrie, and they put Chris Milton on James Harden. Harden. And then yeah. obviously you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's a defensive player of the year type of guy, who you can maybe put on Kevin Durant. Or if you want, you could put Chris Milton on Kevin Durant. So, yeah, there's plenty of options for them. Giannis is going to dominate down low because Nicholas Claxton, he's a great player. Not great. He's a good player, solid on defense. But he is he he can't hang with Giannis down low. There's no way. There's no way. Giannis is different, different a different breed down there. So, uh, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, I got the <laughs> I, I got the Bucks as the most likely as the team most likely to take down the Nets. What do you guys think? I I had the same exact uh, team doing that. I just I kind of like agree with everything that you said. Um, not enough presence on the interior for the Nets to really affect Giannis in a major way. And I, I, I also want to say, don't count out Brooke Lopez. 
that man has been balling this year and he's been such a good role player. I think that his presence on the court, it really clears things up. His Yeah, his presence in the paint really gives more room on the outside, on the exterior for shots to be made. And he's such a good rebounder too. The rebounding on this team is actually really Actually, underrated. his rebounding is pretty bad, but I do get what you're saying. He kind of opens yeah, yeah, yeah. it up for Giannis yeah, to rebound. Yeah. Most of the time, he's the one boxing out, and Giannis just grabs it. But right, I do right, get what exactly. you're saying. He's, exactly. He helps with the rebounding down there. Yeah, and then, you, of course, you have people like P.J. Tucker who are also going to help with rebounds. Um, but, yeah, Bucks beating the Nets. I see it happening. I, I see it as well. What do you think, Emmett? All right. I got the 76ers. Um, I think um, if the Nets win round one, they'll win round two, and I think they'll lose in the conference finals. Um, I think um, Joel Embiid is just so unstoppable. And um, I think he's going to have some fun in the playoffs this year. So I don't think they'll be disappointed this year. So I got to give it to 76ers. Yeah, we were talking about how who's going to guard Giannis, but who's going to guard Joel? Um, exactly, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a beast down there. And obviously, they match up well against the Nets as well. Uh, you put Ben Simmons, who's a defensive player of the year candidate. You could put him on Kyrie Irving, but I would rather put him on probably James Harden. You have Tobias Harris, who's a good defender. You can put him on Kevin Durant. Joel Embiid will put up AP on a be on a Nicholas Claxton. Because I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't know if they're going to start Blake Griffin or not. It really depends. I think they will probably should. I, start, I, I think they should probably bring him off the bench. Blake yeah. Griffin can barely play more than twenty five minutes these days. I know we were overreacting to that signing. It's not that big of a thing. It's really just James Harden. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And then Blake Griffin's a solid piece, but he's not like he's he's no Claxton. Yeah, my big <laughs> I'm turning issue into is Nicholas Cla- I'm turning a Nicholas Claxton fanboy. Sorry. But, <laughs> when but, um no, seriously, when um Brooklyn signed Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge, the internet was going crazy, and I was like, That's not that. these guys are really old. Like, well, Blake's not even that old, but like so he's just that the way he, durability. he treated the way he treated his body in the first like six years of his career. There's no way he was gonna be good. There's no way. So <laughs> he, was, he was just so he just didn't care. It just it seemed like with all those dunks and stuff, he just he tore up his knees back then. Now he's paying for it now. Also playing a long uh, a lot per game back then. So now he High can usage. like yeah, I think Detroit was almost using him too much. He was he was playing like forty minutes a night. And I'm not sure to be mean, but they did. He maybe not that he did not maybe not they did, but he rushed back in that playoff series in 2018 versus the Bucks. Oh yeah, he yeah, yeah. Not, for he sure. should not have been playing that game four. There's no reason why he should have been in there. Because I mean, yeah, it was because no, they had no made it to the playoffs and they wanted to make it. But I get that. I get it. He, wanted to make I it think, count. Yeah, I think the issue like Blake Griffin. I, I really am kind of disappointed how the Pistons used him. Like, I think, um, again, he was used way too much. I mean, I think that's why he had such a big career year. He was on the court almost the whole game for the Pistons. So, yeah, um, he's seriously just going to be a veteran. I think he'll hop around from a team or two and he'll retire, I think, within the next, like, three to four years because I can definitely he'll just team hop probably yeah. for a Once year a or two. Yeah, what's a ring? So uh, we're gonna keep on moving. Uh, so, what is the most overrated playoff team in the uh, obviously the postseason? I feel like uh, MH probably will go with the Nets. I would assume maybe. Yes, I am. I think the Nets are the most overrated for sure. 
I think, um, I, yeah, I mean, I was just talking about Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. I feel bad for LaMarcus Aldridge, though. That's how he had to um, oh, yeah. retire. That was, that was tragic. I don't think he was that big of a key piece for them. I mean, great, great bench guy, but um, health over basketball for sure, like Charlie was talking about uh, Always, a few yeah. episodes ago. So, yeah, I think the Nets are the most overrated, though. Uh, I'll probably go to the Jazz. Um, I don't think there's that, that many overrated teams because um, you obviously had to pick someone at the top because they're rated higher. So I'll go with the Jazz. Um, a lot of people maybe expect conference finals. I don't expect them to make it out of the second round. Uh, Clippers, they're – I mean, they're just, come on. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any way that the Clippers would lose that series unless maybe Kawhi or Paul George goes down. I agree so with you on that for sure. I definitely, I definitely think the Clippers will beat them in the second round. Maybe Jaw puts up a little fight. So I, I don't think they're going to make it out of the second round. Simple. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm not sure if you can actually consider this the most overrated, but uh, I want to say the Lakers. Even though they're the seventh seed, they have such like crazy expectations from so many people. There's so many people saying, oh, they're still going to the finals. But, man, that West is such a they'd be They'd be lucky to get out of the first round. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't even have them making it out the first round, and I'm a Lakers fan. So, and if they get out of the first yeah. round, it's going to be – it's gonna, they'll have a cool down in round two. Not yeah. easy, but it won't be as hard as the Suns. And then right. in round three, they'll probably have the Jazz or the Clippers, who are no slouch. And yeah. then when they make it to the finals, if they make it to the finals based on this little road path, they're gonna pay, they're gonna face a Nets team or a Bucks team or a 76ers team with a team like that that will definitely put up a, a big fight. So I would like I, exactly I would like to add on to uh, Micah's point really fast. I mean, I I almost completely agree. I I heard a little snippet of Overtime's podcast and they were talking about how like the Lakers should just like eliminate all expectations like they shouldn't have any expectations this year they should just restart fresh next year and um they're not saying they should just lose now but they're saying they should prepare for next season and not expect to win the finals and i think so many people are expecting them to beat the finals just like how micah said um they shouldn't have this high of expectations if they're the seventh seed it's not fair to them they're the seventh seed, and they've had a lot of injuries. Yes. Yeah, they've they've barely but been healthy all year, so they have to play one of the hardest. Like they have to the play some of the, the hardest league. teams, and uh, it's not fair to say that the Lakers are a finals team when they were having struggle even like making the Emmett's, playoffs. And it's being very nice about down. the Lakers today. Emmett's usually not a Lakers fan or a Lakers guy at all, right, Emmett? Yeah, I'm being a little nicer towards LeBron because of that game winner. I was very surprised when he hit that. So, yeah. And just saying that was not luck. It was a pure swish. It was not a luck. It was not a lucky shot. The Kawhi one where it bounced off the rim four times. That was lucky. That yeah. was a little bit lucky because he, cool. he hit front rim, but I'm not saying it was completely luck. So I don't know. We're going to move on. I'm going to move on to the sleeper team. Uh, sleeper team. I'm gonna go with the Trailblazers. It sounds like I'm a Dame fan, which I am, but uh, I'm gonna go with them. They're the sixteen. Uh, I definitely think they they can get out of the first round, depending on who makes it out of the second round. 
or makes it out of the first round of the Suns Lakers, I definitely think they could make it to the conference finals if Dame is on. But if he's not on, then they're getting swept probably by every team. So yep. It is what it Hello? is. Hello, Mikey. You want to go, or do you want me to go? You can go. I don't know. I kind of like it. Yeah, I, know, I lost for words for this. So one. my, uh, I, I'll, I'll say two. Um, the winner of the Knicks versus Hawks series are my sleeper team. I think mm-hmm. uh, both of them are easy sleeper team picks. Uh, the Hawks' offense is uh, unguardable. Well, <laughs> I won't say that, but. Hawks offense is scary and the Knicks defense is I think even scarier. Um, I think uh, I'll I'll give it to the Knicks, but uh, I think the Hawks are my second for sure because they're, I think they're being overlooked as well. For me, I love my Hawks, but and if they, if they do go far, I think of course you can consider that a sleeper team, but I think the one that has a higher chance is actually the Boston Celtics. Um, I, as I said in my prediction, I don't think they're going to make it out of game out of round one. But at the same time, it, there's a high possibility that Jason Tatum can really turn things around. And uh, I feel like as the seventh seed, no one's going to expect Jason Tatum to, or not, not Jason Tatum, no one's going to expect the Celtics as a team to really make it out. But I think there is a possibility that they can go at least to round two. That's definitely a good prediction because I mean Jason Tatum with him on your team you can definitely do anything right everything anything's possible maybe uh, I'm not I'm not trying to wish this on anybody but maybe someone goes down on the Nets I'm not trying it's, to it's a possibility of it's course just, I'm just it, reading like, the just numbers being realistic they're pretty that old team. possibility they're they're, they're an pretty older, old they're, team yeah James Harden's 32 I believe 31 uh, Kevin Durant's like 33 Kyrie Brink's 29. But uh, yeah, I mean they're not they're not a young team, so DeAndre Jordan is like ancient. Thirty four, yeah, he's ancient, bro. <laughs> uh, so uh, all right, this is the last part of the podcast before we ended up. Any final predictions? So we're gonna look at this episode after the finals are over. I'll come back to this, and we're gonna we're gonna see uh, if our predictions are right. Do you guys have any predictions for the finals? Should we give our final? So final, like our winner or the two teams that make it? Two teams, two teams, and winner. Two teams and winner. I'm saying Suns, Nets. Suns win in – no, no, Nets win in six. Oh. That's a good finals. I would, I would like that to happen personally. Actually, my dream finals would probably be Suns versus like Sixers or something like that. I think it's going to be Suns-Sixers, and I have the Sixers in six. That's, that's solid, yeah. Uh, I'm going to – I want the Suns to win, though. I do want. The yeah, Suns me too. Win. Suns yeah. fans. I Valley boys. That, not not bad. Um, I'm gonna say um, Clippers, 76ers, and Joel Embiid doesn't disappoint, and uh, he uh, wins the win. championship for Philly. Oh, and Jake, Jake Harden going crazy. Jake Joel yeah, Embiid crazy. isn't actually. That he's crying tears of joy line. instead of yeah, instead yeah, of yeah, he's in the air. tears of loss. <laughs> Um, that yeah, all these so yeah, all these finals. All, to be, be honest, all these that awesome. we predicted are probably not going to happen. If I'm being honest, <laughs> it'll probably yeah. be like Lakers. It's not, probably be like Lakers versus Nets still, but this is what we want to happen: Suns yeah. versus yeah. Sixers. That's I think that's the the common the common note. So that, uh, yeah, that would be a really good one. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Chris Paul. So, uh, 
Okay, come on. Yes, come on. Give him a ring. Come on. Come on. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, tune in next week. We'll uh just follow us on all the socials at Seth Screen Pod, at Seth Screen Podcast. Uh yeah, peace.